0: I'm Bob Cobb for the Bassmasters. Well, it looks like it's just CMC now. So welcome to
1: Mercer. Friends, family, and fish and freaks, welcome to Mercer, the podcast. That's right, it is Wednesday, April 14th, which is the same day you can always count on this show being here. Put a little hump back in your hump day. So welcome all, welcome humpers and... Man, what a week in Orange, Texas, and a bizarre week, too. It's not just that, I mean, an amazing week for Bass. I mean, amazing to be back in Orange. I mean, such an awesome community, and you go through so many struggles to make that event happen. So many people go through it, and when it works, it is phenomenal. They set an all-time attendance record. So, everything is bigger in Texas, and as always, Orange, Texas delivered but it was weird. I mean, how freaking weird is it? And I'm not judging whether one's right or wrong, but in Orange, Texas said, there's no mass mandate, there's nothing. And where I'm from, it's locking back down again. And everywhere in between is something in between. So clearly somebody's wrong. Uh, and I don't know who's wrong. Um, You guys I'm sure will let me know in your comments. I don't know what's right or wrong in this situation. I I do know this. Here's the truth that I honestly know. There's a lot of arguing and a lot of people that wanna give their opinion on this. None of us know. (laughs) Like if you're being totally honest, none of us know. We just watch things, read things and we think we know. But really, if we're being totally honest, none of us really know. Um, And the other thing that I know is it doesn't matter where you live. The moment that they lift the mask mandate, the moment that they lift the gathering mandate, any of these COVID restrictions, the moment that that happens, no matter where you live, you will go out and you will live life just like they are in Texas. So rather than judging, you know, realize that, um... And let's you know, let's all get along. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, this, this is a fishing podcast. I mean, that is confusing. Yeah, I'm confused about fishing. Never mind this crap. So tell me your opinion. But another weird thing that happened, and showing how weird the world is, in Orange, Texas, this past week, one of the big stories happened in the night. Scum. Scum came luring on our anglers, and I believe five or six anglers lost their catalytic converter. That's right. They they climbed under the trucks, cut off their catalytic converter, which to me sounded like friggin' Mad Max. When I woke up that next morning, I was like, <laughs> is this real? But since then, I have heard from a lot of you that this is rampant. This is something that happens everywhere. Um, so lock up your friggin' catalytic converter, or... Or don't be a scum sucker and realize that the world doesn't need you stealing catalytic converters. There's other more honest ways to make a living. And speaking of making a living, let's look at this tournament that happened because it was freaking awesome. So many highlights. Um, Of course, let's start at the top. Jason Christie, four events into his Return to the Elite Series. Once again, holding the big blue over his head. And... It was awesome. It was just really awesome to see Christie, you know, back. And and similar to what I said about Gussie earlier this year, watching someone win, watching someone win doing what they do the best, doing what they do better than almost anyone else, doing what they like to do the most. I mean, Jason Christie in dirty water throwing a spinnerbait is awesome. Um, and I get it I mean Sabine River they're not giant giant fish but there's so many more elements with that tournament so many hurdles and things that anglers have to come over and, and the biggest thing for him was literally just getting to his area and back he was making an incredibly long run and there's no gas in between takeoff and where he was going so he had to have enough gas in his tank to make it there and back and uh On day one, he had no marshal. He made it back and he had two gallons of gas left in his tank. So on day two, he had a camera guy in his boat and um, all of their equipment. So he knew I got to get light because if I only had two gallons left, I mean, I need to get light. And uh, basically took everything out of the boat, went out fishing with a Tupperware thing full of tackle. And the real cool thing, in my opinion, was his gassing techniques. I mean... We talk about tournaments and all we talk about is fishing, but there is some thought and planning and work that goes into it. And uh, Christy and Shanna, his girlfriend, that works incredibly hard with them on the road. I mean, it's it's truly a cool team. And um, they went to the gas station and they literally, you know, filled it up with gas, paid for the gas and then left and drove the boat and trailer around the parking lot a few times so the gas would settle, re-topped it up with gas, then drove around the parking lot a few more times, re-topped it up with gas, you know, paid again, and even went to the extent of jacking up one side of the boat and then jacking up the other side of the boat to make sure he could get as much gas in as possible. Well, he made the run, made it back with, I, I think, like a half gallon or a gallon of gas. So... Um, all those things that without all that work, it wouldn't have worked. Um, and then, you know, went on to win the tournament. The water rose. It wasn't, you know, as simple as it seemed like it was going to be the first couple days. But a freaking incredible moment. Um, three aluminums out of four wins this year. Four Elite Series events have happened and three of them have been one out of an aluminum. Um two of them in the express in a row. If I don't say that clay Connors uh, from Yamaha freaking lynched me, I guess. Um, he was there, I mean, proud and good for them. I mean, it's cool to see that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that, that was really cool. And, um, a lot of Illuma, the Illumavation, the Illumination the illumination is hitting the nation and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of that's technology. A lot of that's also there's never been more aluminums on the Elite Series than there has been this season. So, um, but good for them. Great. Uh, Christy, some cool Christy Nuggets proven that, you know, I call him Clint Eastwood because he is. I mean, he's like that tall, quiet, you know, good-looking dude, intimidating, you know, can say a lot without saying very much. Um But one of the coolest things ever was after he won the tournament, this kid, Jack, who had won the the fishing pond derby. You know, they had a fishing pool there where kids were catching catfish and stuff. He won it there. He won so he wins the trophy and he sees Jason Christie win the elite and he asked Jason Christie to sign the trophy. That's pretty standard. But here's where Christie proves how cool he is. Jason Christie asked Jack to sign his brand new Elite Series trophy. So, a cool moment, but to me, with everything... With everything Christy had going on at that point, like when you win an elite, you're literally ushered off the stage. You sign a bunch of autographs. You got media around you. Um, you got to do those interviews. Then you're, you've got all your family calling, your friends, you're the, the anglers wanting pictures with you. Then you got to go out in the water and do photo shoots and interviews. And to have the wherewithal and to be a caring enough person just to turn to this kid Jack that you don't even know. I don't. I don't think he knew him at all. I think he was just a kid from the event, and ask him to sign. I mean, that kid. That's gonna affect that kid for the rest of his life. That kid's never ever gonna forget that. I mean, and that that kind of just shows who Jason Christie is. So kudos to Christie. Um, awesome, awesome. I mean. Uh, just when everybody was talking about Greg Hackney, we learn again, you know, in this. And I'm not saying Hackney's out of it, but everybody was giving Hackney like two events in. Greg Hackney's going to win Angler of the Year. Come on. It's two events. There is so much. Look how much things can change. One event, two events. It, it Just like Hackney is steady dropping now. Two events from now he could be at the top again that's how quick things change um it seems in this industry as soon as people anoint somebody that's when the fish gods take it we giveth they take it um but hackney'll be back but I my point was you know what all the hype was about hackney and now a lot of hype about Christie so great great anglers either way speaking of great anglers Brock mostly another second place which if you're 96 other guys in that tournament, you think that's awesome. But um, to have two seconds in a row, kind of heartbreaking. Um, but he'll get his, you know, uh, this is building. It, it, that's all you can say. There's very few anglers that come in and don't deal with this. Um, but with four seconds, I mean, who in the bass fishing world doesn't want Brock Mosley to win? And uh, and he will. I mean, he will. I mean, there's no, no question of that. Um, a great angler, great support, and uh, and and pretty cool. Two back-to-back seconds is. I mean, while everybody's going to point and say, "Wow, you got." We celebrate when guys make back-to-back ten cuts. You know, back-to-back top fives, back-to-back top threes. But two seconds, all of a sudden, we don't celebrate. We should. I mean, that's phenomenal. And uh, kudos to Brock. Um, Takumi Ito, I mean, what a week he had. That was awesome. I mean, th- that is, people always wonder what you should do on stage or what I have seen, you know, through different anglers. And I always say the same thing, be yourself, be open, be honest. And Takumi Ito, and I'm trying to be somebody else with being himself and with every disadvantage he has, every language barrier, Takumi Ito had that entire crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. Not just on one day, but two days. I mean, on day three, he does the my first official giant bass, which blew me away. I mean, shocked me, and, and I found hilarious. An awesome video that's on Bassmaster's social media and on my social media. Check it out. So just when you think he can't get any better... Along comes Championship Sunday. He qualifies for that. Puts on an absolute clinic on the water. Watching him fish, he was doing something that nobody else was doing. And and far be it, nobody else would do, most likely. The skill, precision, and patience he used fishing those pilings. I mean, I haven't seen anything like that since Aaron Martins, to be honest. Uh, Aaron, I watched Aaron, I think in Muskegon, Michigan, maybe was funny because I, I, the two guys that was covered in the tournament was Aaron and Kevin. And Aaron, Kevin fished a dock in 45 seconds. And Aaron was fishing a dock on the other side of the lake and it took him 45 minutes. Um, but it worked for Takumi. You know, another top 10. Uh, this is first of the season. He had three last year um, and they were all back to back. But but had the crowd eaten out of his hands again on Championship Sunday with his you know, first trip to the hot seat and all kind of interactions then. And and really, it's not calculated. It's just Takumi being Takumi. Takumi being real. Takumi being honest and, and not being macho. Most people won't show the kind of excitement about their first trip to the hot seat. They want to act cool. But Taco is Taco. He's an awesome, awesome person. He just... uh He really beams excitement. I mean, that's the world needs more Takumi Itos. I'm going to tell you, you spend a little time with him to see him bound down the dock in the morning. He really he loves every minute. You look at everything he's had to overcome to be here. And let's be real, especially last year with everything going on. I mean, he overcame a lot. Probably put up with a lot in certain situations, but man, Takumi Ito is a rock star, and it was uh, it was awesome. So all in all, an awesome tournament. Um, so many cool moments happened. It was um, it was just really cool. Congrats to Orange Texas. Congrats to Bass. Congrats to Jason Christie. Uh, congrats to our anglers. I mean, this is four events in another great event. Uh, the live team. Did a really cool job. I'm working a lot more with Davey Hyde. I hope you guys are digging that. I'm really enjoying it. Me and Davey are doing a couple of hours every single day of live, not just the hits that we would do, but we're actually hosting. Um, so uh, it's a lot of fun from the events. You know, we you know, you get to, you know, I, I know I've said it a few times, but it's kind of like one of those moments that, you know, you grow up and you wonder what this guy would do in this situation, that guy would do that situation. And when I'm hosting this stuff, I, I'm literally watching it. And I'm just like, every once in a while, I'll be like, Davey, what, what is happening? I mean, I get to turn to my own personal Bassmaster Classic champion and ask him what he would do or what what's going through that person's mind. So I really enjoy it. I love it. I mean, um, it, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And we're really, I, I feel like this week it was uh, – Last tournament was great. You know, we had a lot of fun, but this tournament was a lot more free. You know what I mean? We've gotten a lot more into each other's timing. And it's just, I mean, it's a job like anything else. So you just think of your job terms, you know, whatever you do for a living. As you work with other team members, you know, you, you can be tight with somebody, but but it's it's tightening up the job. And uh, Davey's a consummate professional, such a, Different, you know, so different than me. I mean, totally different than me. Uh, but but uh, incredible, incredible to work with. And uh, so we had, you know, we had a really good week. And um, another thing that really stood out this week was another guy who had a giant week. I mean, last week, Caleb Summerall, we had him on the podcast. Um, he did the four by four by 48. Well, he made a top 10. Um, and he trash talked Lee Livesey a little bit, his roommate. But his roommate made a top 10 this week and um, watching him fish this week, Lee Livesey was, uh, it was incredible. It was, you know, some of the stuff, you know, and I, I just, I mean, it was like motocross meets bass boats and some of the stuff he did in his boat was nuts. Um it, so, yeah, that, w- that was an adventure, you know, like watching him and watching him in his element, um, you know, running down little chutes um, with no margin of error, using his outboard to dig holes so he could take off. He would literally go back and forth and back and forth. And everyone's done that, you know, you back up a little bit and then you, whoo. I'm talking about drilling a hole. He would go back and forth and back and forth with the outboard and then finally get the hole and then whoo. He would take off. Um, so that was super, super cool. Cool to watch. And um, and and that's something I'm excited about this show because we're going to talk to him and, and we're going to do something else that he likes to do and and I like to do. It's two weeks into the show and we found a way to drink beer. But before we do that, before we even do that, we need to deal with an issue from last week. I mean, there was some chatter, some talk, uh, a lot of talk. Um Ot Defoe, Fastmaster Classic champion, multiple MLF wins, Elite Series champion. He was on BTL. We had Panger on our show, and we talked about him letting me say his name wrong for three freaking years. So rather than me talk about it, we thought we'd just get him right now. Atifo, uh, this is the kind of show that when we have a question, we go right right to the horse's mouth. Don't take that as an insult, but uh, you you are a horse That's in this situation and last week on our show, uh Matt Pangerek was on yeah and, and it came up a big story, obviously, you were on b t l and and mm-hmm. the story came out about the defo name <laughs> yeah. and and uh, they, we talked about it back and forth and I, I think it shows how good a dude you are, but why did it take you three <laughs> years to correct me for saying your name wrong? And, and how many years will it take for the rest of the industry to figure out the right way to say it?
0: Yeah, it it, it did. Uh, and I, and I appreciate you saying coming to the horse's mouth instead of the <laughs> other end of the horse, um, you know, cause sometimes we get that too, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it did. And it was, it was one of those things where I mean I, I'm used to it my whole life. I mean I my name is Ott Defo. You can't go to Chick Fil A and they say what's the name for your order and you tell them Ott or Defo. They don't get either one of them right. They look at you <laughs> and go, huh? But, so so I'm used. I was I mean from the time I was a kid I was used to people getting my name wrong. You know and and it just it's like as a kid I was always pretty shy. And I was like eh, I, you know that is what it, you know I, no big deal. So. It, when I started fishing BFLs and worked my way up, Opens, Elite, I mean, everywhere, people got my name wrong, you know, it's just, it was just one of those things. And, and it was, I I may have not told you right away, but it was my dad. I knew it was was somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was dad because he is. and And I get it, you know, I've been having kids of my own now and stuff. I definitely get, you know, having the, cried in your name and uh and and yeah dad was the one who's like he always says your name wrong Like, well he just doesn't really know you know i mean he is canadian so you know he just (laughs) he doesn't know any different but uh but but no that was yeah it was dad and it was i think it was like the second my second or third classic i think was where it was
1: yeah, well, and thank God we fixed it up before you won the yeah. classic. Or oh, forever yeah. you'd be explaining. I mean, your dad would have been really upset then if I if yeah. said it wrong.
0: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, being here at home with as many people, many friends as we had, yeah, that would have been a bad deal.
1: <laughs> so I don't know that I can extend the D any longer than I have, but no. it still seems like you get defoe a lot
0: a lot a lot and and people like that that deal with with jeffrey's the other day at the start of it he said you know hey our guest for today's Odd defoe you know i mean like he said it perfect and and i was actually going to comment then but we got to the end of the show and you know didn't didn't mention or anything but then at the end he's like man it's great having you on here today Odd defoe man it's, i'm like you said my name twice and this deal, once right, once right. I was like, you know, I like, oh, man, I, knew. I just, I, you know, but it does. People just, they slip with it. I mean, whether they mean to or not, you know, it just, it's, uh, it's, it's so common for people just to say it wrong whether they, whether they know better or not. But um, I don't know that the rest of the world will ever get it right. I truly don't.
1: Well, maybe if you accomplish more in life. I mean, maybe, maybe. maybe <laughs> if you finally start yeah. to catch them, right. and when a tournament or two, they'll get it right, you think? You, you, you would think. You know,
0: <laughs> I mean, if they if had to say your name, you know, once or twice in a year, maybe they'd get it right. If they said it like 20 times, maybe it'd get closer. And, and I guess, you know, I don't ever go back and watch live, so I don't know just how many times they get it wrong. It could be every time. It could be never. I mean, Jim says about fifty fifty. So yeah. So I, apparently, I need to go back and and, they say and right watch and it. They say yeah, and that's and Jenny said they say it right and wrong. You know, both <laughs> all in the same, all in the same deal. So I think it's a losing battle, but I guess we will keep fighting. It. <laughs> it, it,
1: it, it's things have worked out pretty good, and that is, I, I have a couple questions for you, unrelated to your name, but. Okay, dude, uh, you know, I, I love your family. I, I love the story. I love the fact that you know, when I first met you, I mean, you had one kid, it, it was yeah. just like it's just watching your family grow, yeah. Um, yeah. but when I look at everything you've accomplished, did the dream work out, you know, yeah. did this dream work out as good as you imagine? Because you're just a geek like me that grew up like uh. there was no other option, it was this or. Be miserable yeah. doing whatever else you do the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Is it as good as you dreamt?
0: It's better than. It really. It truly is. It, it really is. And, man, it, it is. It's It's funny to look back at 2011, at the rookie year, your, you know, kind of your rookie season, too, I, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, to look at that. And, and, and yeah, what, what has happened since then. And, I mean, I, God's just blessed our family unbelievably. And, and, and I couldn't. It, it is. It's been way more than what I, what I ever could have imagined. I mean, in the last 25 months, I've had four pretty big wins, starting with the classic, you know, the two of our Bass Pro Tours and a cup. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and, you know, even a couple, you know, three years before the classic, the Elite Series win up there in, in Wisconsin. So, it, yeah, I mean, in the last 25 months have, have been just unbelievable. But, you know, really the last four or five years have been, have been crazy.
1: One of my favorite parts of any interview, whether it's this one or any that <laughs> you do, is just the little heads that pop yeah, through the really back. I mean, it's like, where's yeah. Waldo uh, of, of Defoe's? <laughs> yeah, there
0: he is. Yeah, that's, there's Waldo with his cast and everything.
1: <laughs> What'd you do to your arm? I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, he's, good. he's about to put it in the fan, but it looks
0: like
1: it No, it's awesome to see um how things are going for you and uh and hopefully in time. People will start to say it right. But, I mean, of all those victories, I do know one tournament that I, I, that yep. was said properly.
0: I, I, I absolutely do, too. Yeah, no, there, there was one that it was, the the, the D was stretched as long as the, as it could be held. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I miss saying your name, and I got one more question for you that I've always okay. kind of wondered, because yeah. it kind of went through my mind. You know, like, when you're in that moment on the stage and you win the Classic, and I mean, it's everything you've dreamed of, but yeah. and and I'm so lucky to be so close to guys when they have that moment. Yeah. But there's little things like there's real life that flies through your oh, yeah. head when you're up yeah. there. It's not yeah. just yeah. And and I will be honest. When I yeah. have, when I lowered the mic, when you give a kid a mic in front <laughs> of a room full of thousands of people like that, <laughs> uh, you never know what's gonna have, come out. No. Your yeah. daughter not only had a but hit a grand slam and had the entire arena cry. And it was one of the most amazing moments, but was there a split second as a parent that you were like, Oh boy, what's she yep. going to say? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Because of the one that you put the mic in front of <laughs> more than anything. I mean, that's of, of the three kids, Parker would have just, he wouldn't have said much. Abby would have blabbed Aww. something like was, about me being, you know, I'm a, a good dad and, and that kind of stuff. But with Lizzie, you might get. My dad's a poop. I mean, you just ne- you don't know what you're going to get with her. So yeah, that it really made me nervous when you put it in, when you put the mic in front of her. But and 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 I, it's funny because I went we've you know we've went back and watched that again. She didn't answer your question.
1: But. No, but none of you guys ever do. <laughs> <laughs> she's no. no different than her dad. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah she, she, she's watched enough weigh ins in and. In And uh, that happened that she knows not to answer the question, just say whatever you want to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what she said worked. And, uh, and dude, since day number one, from the first time I met you, you just, you're, you're one of those people that outside of fishing, you, you, you brighten up. I mean, this sounds cheesy, but you really are one <laughs> of those rays that brighten up a room, and your whole family's the exact same. And uh,
0: I appreciate that.
1: And hopefully, we we get the name right moving forward, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It has been Art DeFo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really, that's it. Thank you, Dave. And uh, and yeah, I, I really do. I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. And it's that, that's my. I mean, our, our goal in life. That's you know to to be positive people and, and to try to leave a good impact. That's, that, that's as much as I think we can do as humans on this earth. So, yeah, we, we, we trust in the Lord and try to make a positive impact in people. That's all we can do.
1: A guy good enough that you don't even have to say his name right, and he, he'll, he'll <laughs> let you away with it. But uh, thanks very much, Art, and yeah. all the DEFOs. <laughs> thanks, Dave. So Bass Fishing World, let's help him get his name back. Art Defo. I mean, you don't have to stretch it out. It can just be Ot Defo. It's just not Ot dufo. Now, for something completely different. From Tennessee, we travel to East Texas Lake Fork. And Elite Series champion Lee Livesey, which, ironically, is another guy. I'm starting to realize anglers are freaking picky about their names. I mean, it's Defo, And Lee did correct me once. He said it's not Livesey. It's Livacy. So here he is. All right, let's jump right into this. This is a brand new segment. We're going all the way to East Texas with Lee Livesey and this is going to be drinking beers and talking about driving bass boats with Lee Livesey. So you've already started the first part. So I do have a. This is imported, uh, the right brand, correct? The right brand. Imported, actually not imported, smuggled. It was left in my life well after a fishing <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> Evidently, I came home. So, so I'm actually. So, cheers. We're doing the beer pro- Oh wow, let's try that. Well, look at oh, you're we're so. Well, that's there. Look at us. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad, but this is very good. So we're drinking beers, and dude, one of the things that it was bizarre. From this this weekend was bizarre. Um, yeah. But you were one of the most bizarre things, and and it was awesome to watch, though. Well, what did you do with your boat this past week?
2: A lot of stuff that I shouldn't have done. That's why I have it at Ships Marine right now getting serviced. But we didn't tear anything up too bad. Like, we really didn't. We melted a couple of wiring harnesses and sensors in practice, but... A mercury tech at the event fixed all that and we got in and out of everywhere else we went we just got stuck one time it wasn't that bad
1: watching it um everybody had to go through a lot of crap obviously but yeah. you did some of the stuff you did i mean everybody's done that little they back up their boat and cause a little bit of a ditch but dude you literally burrowed a freaking hole with your outboard. Explain what you were doing. Cause I was watching it and Davey's like, he's digging a hole. And I'm like, and as I watched you, I'm like, he really, I mean, you were literally freaking drilling.
2: Yeah. That's, that's the only way I could get in and out of there. You know, it was a pretty crazy little spot. You know, I've been in there alligator hunting, but I've never been in their bass fishing, <clears throat> but I know, I know they live in there, you know? So it's usually better than it was, but just, I went in there and practiced, and I had one bite, but it was a big one. And I didn't get out. I tried and tried and tried and tried, and I got my motor to 380 degrees and had to get towed out with an airboat.
1: And then So you did get towed in practice.
2: Yeah, I had to get towed out by T-Roy. He towed me out, and uh, that was a whole nother experience right there, getting towed out with an airboat on plane in a bass boat. but. <laughs>
1: um, (laughs) by T-Roy too I mean a totally sane person to pick you up
2: yeah he might have had a cocktail or two but (laughs) so I'd go to the to the service yard in the morning and Mercury hooked it up fixed all my harnesses everything but one sensor I had to get a sensor brought in from East Texas from Lufkin and he fixed it all and I said well guess where I'm about to go he was like, you're not going back in there. And I drove straight back in there. And I drove all the way in the second time in practice. I shook off like three bites where you see me catch a good one on day two. I think I caught one in there. And then I trolled out like 45 minutes with my trolling motor on my little, you know, it was so shallow I couldn't even put my trolling motor down. I had a a cushion underneath there and I trolled out. took me forever. And I found a spot out there that was just like – that much deeper and i jumped up on plane twice i tried it twice and i was like okay you know i can go in there and fish out an hour and then jump out well i didn't you know it's just too much wasted time you know so i (laughs) drove back in there and i I found that little hole you know i mean it was literally like that much deeper you know i watched i know y'all didn't see me on live but i kept turning around that was watching my my uh Minn Raptors go down and I just watch them and they go down like just not even down every time and on that little point that I jumped up on they went down where they almost you know almost went 50 percent in and that's counting the mud they're going in and I said well it's about six inches deeper right there you know and that's where we dug our hole and got out thankfully we had Jake the Tendris, and he weighs about 50 pounds and we got out (laughs)
1: Talk talk to me about Jake, because one of the things that I think is freaking cool that nobody sees, you know, really nobody ever sees it. Nobody even feels it or maybe even doesn't even know it until you've been through it. But like certain anglers have bonds with camera guys like, you you know what I mean? And and when you look at what you experience together, the highs and the lows, you can't help. but, But is that real or is that just something I'm making up?
2: no it's it's a it's the real deal and he's not biased no just jake likes to win he's just like us you know he he asked for the lures he wins or you know his anglers went on and he has a little trophy room of baits and memorabilia that he's had over the years and he's just one of those adrenaline junkies i mean he's worse than me i mean he's a freaking superstar he's on a plane here filming a moose hunt here or yeah. whatever fishing here and you know, runs a bar. I don't even know what else he, he has. Like four hundred thousand acres in South Dakota. He hunts on. He's just crazy. But we definitely have the connection, and and we know each other. And when I say I'm going to do something stupid, he he says, you I'm going to be right beside you. Let's go." You know. So he he kind of knew it was coming. He didn't realize what I was going to do on the third day that nobody really saw on live because it was over. But I took yeah. him took him through the jungle on the on the third day. <laughs>
1: that's the video you posted on instagram isn't it
2: that's the last 15 seconds of the three minutes and nine seconds i didn't want to show the rest because it was a little sketchy would
1: you would you let me show it on here on our nobody watches this shitty podcast would you would you let me show it on here i don't know i think we might have ran over a dead cow
2: and it's just kind (laughs) of some
1: of it's kind (laughs) of crazy. okay well you just (laughs) keep drinking i'll ask you that question again (laughs) later
2: But yeah, Jake is awesome. We have that connection and you know, it's it's not just me and Jake. There's other but know, Yeah, like, there's guy and I have my guy and everybody kind of has their their cameraman and and their guy. So it's pretty cool little
0: little click.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't even know if you guys see it, but you assume they want to win, but I mean, I see both sides of it. Um dude, the first thing they do is run back to the trailer like after the tournament's over and and the the only way to make the honor bigger for them, um is is for them to be with you from the first day. You know what I mean? That's really, and it's really odd, to be honest, you know, because generally, oh, yeah. you know, there's, but it, it uh, it's cool. But I also think that's what makes that product so cool because those guys aren't just camera guys. They're freaking producers. You know what I mean? Like, they, it, it,
2: they see everything like I do too. I'll sit on that front deck and I'll see a fish swirl. I literally, one in the same swirl, like a hundred yards ahead of me but twice like, whoop. and I didn't say a word, you know, I didn't even think Jake could even possibly see it looking through the camera lens. But about the time I got up there, you know, I paid attention to what piece of grass it was by and I threw my frog over there and oh, ate it and I missed it. And the first thing Jake said was, damn, that one done swirled twice up there. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh. You can see that. And he was like, yeah. So they, they pay attention and they know what's going on. You know, Jake's always, I can, I can hear Jake breathing. I can. When when I'm nervous, I can tell he's nervous. You know, he knows when something's about to go down and, and happen.
1: It's yeah. Cool. The, the moment you guys shared after um, – I have a picture of it that I, I still have to send to Jake. I'm sure he's got a bunch. But uh, after Chick, when you won, which – me and you had a cool moment backstage there, too, that nobody got to see, which was you – shitting your pants because you literally did not think you want and, and i remember saying to you like enjoy this freaking feeling because this is why you do yeah. it you know and um yeah. but which at the time you were probably like shut up idiot <laughs>
2: you don't know what it's like but um, i was trying to talk myself out of it and i was trying to talk you into talking me into it.
1: <laughs> What, one of the things you said to me after this term that I thought was really cool, and I actually wrote it down, it was your text, and you said, I've had to lay up every tournament this year. It felt good to go balls to the wall and finally try to win. I think that's one of the things that casual fans have no idea. There's a real management, isn't there, between oh, – yeah. So what makes that – why was Sabine won like that?
2: It, it just worked out. It, it's just how it works out you know that first day I got in an area where I didn't think I was going to catch them that good and I caught pretty much my whole bag out of one canal you know and that loosened me up and it let me know okay there's better fish in these areas than you thought I didn't have to go burn anything else down and you know I went and caught a, I caught a good one that day by takeoff when I came back too and that okay I can catch it I can catch a keeper or even a two pounder here at takeoff you know and I just kept it kept growing, you know, my game plan. And I had, you know, tons of spots I thought I could catch seven, eight pounds, you know, in every system Sabine, Natchez, Cow, Adams, Taylor's, you know, I could, I, I was confident, you know, and, and the confidence is everything on taking a shot, you know, and I was watching that Trinity, and I, I didn't win. I didn't catch anything hardly that last day, but I have a lot of history in the Trinity.
1: Yeah, but yeah, you really just, did friggin' swing for the fence. Like I know that's something people say on the final, uh, and a lot of times that's like I didn't catch him, so it's cooler to say I swung for the fences than I sucked today. But what you right. did, it was totally swinging for the fences,
2: right? And it was it was a calculated deal, and it was there from the start in practice. I said, you know, with that water drops, because it got up to six foot high over there in practice, and they were letting uh, they were letting out eleven thousand at Livingston, which is a lot, all other all gates. And it dropped every day, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And I said, man, if I can make it to that final day, it might be perfect. I might go over there and blast 18 to 22 pounds and just blow this thing out. And I mean, here I am on the third day and I don't have anything, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And I'd saved one area where the video you saw me running. through yeah, was. It's awesome. Uh, I'd saved one area that I'd had the most, I'd, it, it's like this every time my best spots. I never go to my best spots. I'm stupid. My buddy, Jimmy, if he going to watch this and go, you do it all the time. You tell me about all these spots. You never go to Well, I'd save this spot and saved it and saved it because I thought I might need it the final day. If I didn't get to go to the Trinity, if the wind blew or something. And then it got to the point where I said, uh Oh, I'm about to drop out by at the top 10, you know, right now I need to go. I need to give it an hour. I need an hour in there. I'm going to catch two decent ones and i went over there and fished and fished and fished and i caught a, a good one that helped and a couple of little keepers i knew i was close yeah i was probably like 10th or 11th or 12th and i had four minutes left in my fit and i didn't catch them where i was in practice i'd caught like had like 15 bites nothing 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 i turned to jake and i said i got four minutes left go ahead and get your stuff back because i'm i've never ran out of here and i'm gonna jump up on plane by that dead cow and get out of <laughs> So it really was a dead cow. We really had to jump a dead cow. <laughs> and there were four dead cows back there. I don't know what was going on. I told the rancher he wasn't sure. I think he was shooting them. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> he was shooting something up there. So
1: all week when we're doing commentary, I'm saying bullshit like they have <laughs> obstacles they have to get. Like, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, it's our job to almost talk about it somewhat educated, but I'm talking about it in other sports terms. I'm like, it's not just about scoring the goals. They have to make it over these obstacles. But at no time did I think an angler was out there jumping freaking dead cows. Had to
2: jump a dead, <laughs> a dead Herford cow. A red face, a white face. <laughs> but anyways, I had four minutes. I told Jake, hey, put your stuff up. This is going to be sketchy getting out of here. I'm going to run through those woods. So he literally put his camera down, zipped his bag up, and I threw my frog over there with like two minutes left, and oh, a good one ate it. But like, of course, you know, as far out there as I could throw it through 157,000 lily pads and hooked them and got them in the boat. It was a you know a two something. I said okay, looked at the clock, and got a minute, rigged my bait back up through to the other side of the canal. As soon as it hit the water, caught another good one, cold out, said, let's go turn around, ran back 109 miles and made it back and made it in the top 10. And that's when I was like, you know, I'm not even going back in there. You know, that worked out too good. I'm going to, we're going to load up Jake. We're going to the Trinity. No questions asked. Nobody, nobody can talk me out of it right there. So that's how I went down and we, we rolled from there.
1: In retrospect, you would do it all over, like the day four decision, you do that again? Oh,
2: no doubt. I couldn't have won anywhere else. I couldn't yeah. you know, you could get lucky at takeoff and catch five, four and a half pounders. But I mean Taku got a four ten, Caleb caught a four something there at takeoff. I'm sure somebody else did too. I just don't know about it. But the odds I knew that nobody had been there since practice. Our guys. I didn't yeah. know there was a tournament. I didn't know there was a tournament the next week and I get over there. There's like fifty bass boats practicing. Come on. Yes, I've never seen a bass boat over there. <laughs> I get there and there's like bass boats everywhere in the parking lot. I was like, oh my gosh, Jake. I bet. And I talked to the first guy and he's like, yeah, there's a the big tournament out of here next week, the only one they have all year. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, uh, they probably hammered on him pretty good Saturday. It just wasn't right, though. Like, yeah. I've been over there before where you have 100 bites. And I mean, I caught a three something and some little dinks, you know. I literally left there and I said, Jake, we're going to have 15 minutes when we get back. I drove past, uh, Takeoff. It was two forty-five exactly. We both looked at each other. I was kind of like, "Okay, that was kind of crazy to run 125 miles and time it exactly to the minute." And I pulled over there with freaking five minutes left and caught a keeper that that uh you know gave me another Aoi point, another thousand dollars, you know, and moved me up tonight. So it just it worked out, but it didn't work out.
1: It it was awesome to watch. um Speaking of awesome, you already mentioned him, and I think you already answered this question as we started our little freaking chat. Are you the devil on Caleb Summerall's shoulder? Because, because I mean, you can't answer it any other way than yes. When you start the interview with, I texted Caleb and said, I'm about to drink a dozen beers on Mercer's podcast and say, I'm not the devil on his shoulder.
2: Now he's pretty bad to me too. Like I help him out a lot. I feel like I'm his life counselor, you know, besides the run-up part. You yeah, know, that's all him.
1: Fitness is him, but everything outside of that you keep together?
2: Yeah, I keep, keep him pretty solid, I think.
1: You know, how his did, mom was part of that. Uh, how, what's his mom? What'd you say?
2: Yeah. His whole family's like, Lee, you just hold Caleb together so good. We're, we're glad you're in his life. Every day, he takes me. Call it me.
1: doesn't look like that from the outside, to be honest. But I think that that's kind of the magic of Caleb, but that's part of what I love about him. How did you guys... Get together. You know what I mean? Like, what? what?
2: We were, uh, me and Brad Watley traveled the first two years, and Caleb, where were we at? We started the year. Caleb, uh, was me and Caleb just, me and, uh, we started uh, at a 10-killer, like one of the last events. And then Brad didn't make AOI championship, so me and Caleb stayed together at the AOI championship at St. Clair that year, my first year. And then... We got, we added on Caleb uh, last year at St. John's and we all three traveled together. And then uh, in New York at the St. Lawrence River, Frank needed somebody to stay with. And when we left there, we went to Champlain. Yeah. And Brad and Frank stayed together before. And, and, you know, me and Caleb click and Brad and Frank click were just personalities. And when we left and we went to Champlain, I said, we're going to have to get two rooms there because we have a hotel. You know, we can't rent a house there. Yeah. And I said, man, you just want to stay with Frank, Brad? And I'll stay with Caleb. I mean, that's just our personalities, you know. Me and Caleb yeah. like to get up and drink beers and talk shit and do a lot of childish stuff sometimes. And, and we're all business, too. Don't go, get me wrong, but, you know, Brad and Frank are more business and super cool, both of them from, from Texas, good friends still. And uh, they said, yeah, that'll work. And we just we switched partners.
1: That's that works.
2: Yeah, that, that's how it went down. Frank and Brad started staying together. Me and Caleb started staying together.
1: Speaking of how things went down, that there's always been this underwelling of a story that's that you guys once had a bit of a battle. Is this true, or is uh, I mean, I you used to have a a thing on your look like, what 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 happened? Are you? I mean, let's just get it out there. Oh, this is a pretty good story. Actually. <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking it.
2: Uh, we were at Gunnersville and we were sucking. We hadn't cut a check in about three decades at this point in time last year. And there was a checker. We were staying at the cabins at uh, Waterfront. There was a checker game. Like they just have a checkerboard game in the room, you know, on the table. Yeah. He was like, you want to play checkers? You know, being know, cocky. And I was like, dude, I was a fifth grade checker champion. I don't know if you want any of this for real. You know, he thought, I, he thought I was playing. I was like, no, for real. I, my mom probably still has a ribbon at the house, fifth grade checker champion. So I beat him like 44 times at checker in a row at checkers. Are
1: you being it, Like you really were a checker. This is how it went
2: down. Is this that is a competitive exactly.
1: sport in Texas, yeah, checkers? I,
2: yeah. It was going down in fifth grade. I still have the ribbon, dude. <laughs> so this is true story, everything. So I beat him literally like, 15 games or I don't even know how many he was getting pissed like he really was yeah getting pissed. It, and it was messing with his mind so he was playing really stupid it's demoralizing I, like, it. but oh it was bad he was getting so pissed and I was loving it so the last time I beat him he like I'm baiting him into everything the last the last time I beat him I'd like baited him hardcore where he like got to jump two of my guys and he had two left or something I like Triple jumped him and cried my guy. He literally flipped the coffee table <laughs> over. stuff Everywhere, like destroyed the room. And I was just laughing on the couch, you know, to his right. And He like stormed off and I was just laughing my ass off. Couldn't stop. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Well, he came out of nowhere, just speared me from the side and speared me over the couch. And there was a big marble coffee table over there that had a, had a big marble lamp edge <laughs> on it. That's what got me was a lampage. It was actually just from a checker game.
1: Uh, checkers can be full contact, I guess. I mean, but it is. It's, I think it's more freaking demoralized. Like if it was chess or something. Checkers, I think Jack's with you because you're like, you you oversimplify it. You know what I mean? It's like losing a tic-tac-toe repetitively. You're like, there's no, uh, sooner or later, I got to figure him out. How can he continuously beat me?
2: Uh, I swear he went home and practiced and beat his kid, like, beat his little boy probably, like, a bunch of times.
1: <laughs> that That's totally not true, but, but, um, <laughs> no, like, I really do. I, I think he went home and played, his, like, oh, but I thought, I thought you meant,
2: like, beat him. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Checkers. No. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, he, he might have kicked his dog or something. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Dude, you're awesome. I, 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 I love, uh, this is that it, it's funny. You're one of the dudes that I always find myself like when we're in a fog delay or whatever, you're one of the dudes that I always, and it's not like I go, Oh, let's look for Lee or, but it, it's one of those things. Like we seem to end up in a lot of circles telling stupid stories like this in that situation. So I'm going to end this with just a few quick questions. You used to play football, right? college or something. What did you play? What position? Free safety. Okay. If you'd put five, or uh, uh, yeah, give me five elite series guys that you would draft for your freaking football team if you had to today. But quickly, give them to me and why. Chris Johnston.
2: Straight up, I've seen him beat myself up and Corey up. Good athlete. Corey. Caleb. Just... The endurance, strength. Big Frank need a need a big body. Yeah, and I'm gonna do. I'm going with John Cruz. He just looks like he might be able to throw football. Maybe.
1: Yeah, i He'll he'll look good doing it if not. Yeah, great for the pictures. Anyways, like he totally could get. (laughs) No doubt. doubt. Who else we need? We need his son's a QB, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's his nephew. Oh, is it nephew? Okay. Okay. That's his nephew. Uh,
2: one more. I need another big guy. Give me, uh, give me Harvey Horn. Harvey Horn's probably a
1: bulldog. Oh, yeah. Did you see what happened to Harvey Horn this weekend, dude? Did you? Yeah. You wouldn't have heard about it because you were the first flight. It was one of the coolest things ever. Um, he, didn't so, fall in. he fell in last year somewhere. Well, no, but this was similar. <laughs> so it's day three takeoff. And, and Harvey's all jacked to be there on Saturday. He's the first boat out of the second flight. So that's why you didn't see it. You were already gone. So he's boat 25 and he's the first boat out in duty. tied up. And and in Orange, I mean, there's a bunch of people and, you know, it's, it's a cool vibe. Um, and, and especially, I think, because we haven't had that vibe for a long time. You know what I mean? So it, it means more to, to all of us, right? Like, So he's sitting there, dude, and he's getting jacked. And his wife, who's so awesome, and she's giving him, like, the the perfect wife pep talk. Baby, you're here because you deserve to be here. And, you know, you go get him today. And she's freaking winding him up being a great (laughs) wife. And I'm there on the microphone doing my bull crap, and I'm like, 30 seconds. It's almost time, and it's getting closer and closer. And then I go, five, four, three, two. And, dude, Harvey Horn... There's no idol. He freaking drops the hammer right from the dock and (laughs) boom. (laughs) He had him too pumped up. (laughs) He takes off. And because we were looking at it from above, I mean, it looks even more. And I look at Russ and I'm like, who's one of the tournament de- uh, department guys. And I'm like, was that just real? Did that really happen? And she turns to me and she's like, great. He finally makes a Saturday and he probably just got his ass DQ'd. DQ'd. <laughs> <laughs> but the kicker is, he didn't freaking know he did it until weigh-in. Like, I, I thought at some point he's got to be, you well, know. It's you, didn't realize it. No, you think he'd be a few it's hundred. Yeah, just jack. Very cool. Very cool. Did somebody's cameraman fall in? Yeah, um, uh, Takumi, the new guy, yeah, Brian, Um, and it was Davy Height's fault. (laughs) Uh, I just heard Jake start laughing. Jake
2: was laughing. I was like, "What are you laughing?" He's like, "Cameraman just fell
1: in." (laughs) Well, Takumi left his window down in his truck. Um, So me and Davy were on shore doing live segments, and we noticed that the window's down. So Davey calls, so we get in touch with Sego and Davey calls Sego and says, Hey, how do we get in touch with, cause Sego is the pure air, the, uh, the pimp to all the Japanese anglers, basically. I don't know. I was looking for a better word, but, uh, so Sego is your, is your pipeline. Um, but weirdly Takumi speaks better English than Sego who lives in California. Um, but so we get. <laughs> you're right. Long story short, Davy goes to bring his keys to get his keys from him. So Brian, I guess, is handing Davy the keys, and somehow while he's handing him the keys, freaking loses it and falls in the water right in front of Davy. And uh, but he got back in the boat, and Davy saved Takumi's giant swim baits that he had sitting on his dash. And it was all good. A
2: little bit of everything. KJ Dave got to put gas in his boat.
1: That was messed up, oh, totally, dude. I, I mean, did you see me tripping?
2: Like I was like, there's supposed to be two boats behind me, and there was just one, and nobody would answer me. I guess nobody knew, and I was like, am I in the wrong spot in line? And nobody would answer me. And finally, I was like, I'm cutting whoever's supposed to be here because I could just see Drew behind me. I couldn't remember KJ, so I was just,
1: I thought I was cutting somebody or somebody cut me. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, well, because when it happened, it was, um, I announced it on the mic, but you might not have heard it, but. Dude, it was, like, a few minutes before takeoff. Like, he was one of the first – when I got there in the morning, the first boat I saw in the water was KJ Queen sitting there. Yeah, That's when I heard he was the first one. Yeah. And, and I bet you he sat there the whole time thinking, I was forgetting something. What the hell? And then, he, then when we were, like, a few minutes till takeoff, he went to start it and shit. So the best part is, dude, he books out of there. You know, you could imagine. I mean, I felt bad for him because yeah. – I could see it happening
2: so quick. Everybody was hating on him, and I was like, dude, I could have done that a million times. Just tired, go home, forget to stop the gas station. Then in the morning, people are talking to you, especially your first Yeah,
1: like his first could, top 10, and with the crowd that. and all the hype. and yeah. yeah. Yeah, he said he got off stage, and there was so much going on and people and everything, and then he got in his truck, and he was answering I texts could, and everything. He went to bed and, you know, didn't. I could see it happening so easy. Yeah. Any, ah. any tournament. I think Brock
2: forgot to bring his rods one tournament. He literally got up, drove somewhere and opened up his rod box and all his rods were out. He left them in his hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) Like for real, that happened to Brock. It's a good rocker.
1: Harvey (laughs) Horn did that once too. I know he did it once.
2: I know somebody did that.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. No, and the best was when he took off, he, flies out of there, you know, that like Van he drives, <laughs> KJ. So Van's just burning out there. He oh, takes God. off to go get gas. He comes back, he backs his boat in, and he's like, I got no life jacket or no kill switch. Because I guess he took that off and set it on the back deck and yeah. so they got him a life jacket and a kill switch. And, and I tried to give the like, you know me, dude, it's 90% just bull crap, but every once in a while I'll try to Help calm somebody, down. you know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, you need to calm down, you need to breathe, you know, not like not rushing right now is just gonna get you hurt. You need to, and he's like, Okay, boom, and just get <laughs> <and just can't laughs> rushing, like yeah, yeah I,
2: <laughs> but, I just sort of him out a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but uh these things happen, but uh one thing that does happen every single time me and you have a beer. Good conversations. I think this needs to be a regular feature. Every once in a while, we need to have. Well, we're bad at this. We got. We'll.
2: Yeah, I don't know where it goes. <laughs> How about the Whiskey Myers song, the lyrics between the Natures and the Trinity? So I awesome. The whole time. I mean, that couldn't even, couldn't be any cooler. And in, and the song's called Home too.
1: Yeah. What is your deal with them, dude? Like, I don't think I know. You said you, you you grew up with those guys, didn't you? Like, or some, or not all of them, but some of them.
2: Just kind of, you know, it was more the college years when they were starting. Uh, my buddy David Reynolds owns a bar in McKinney called Hank's, and that's where they were. They were starting in a in a van, kind of like KJ Queens, <laughs> an old white van with no windows, but like eight deep with all their equipment, you know, and rolling around for, you know, probably eight hundred dollars a night and. Now they're doing, you know, rolling stones and all over the world, you know, just they're huge now, but just, just meet them there and fishing. And it was kind of one of those deals. Hey man, if you ever make it big, I'll be there for you. Hey, if I ever make it big, I'll be there for you. He always said that they'd sponsor me when they, if they got big and if I made it. So when I made it, he made the call and, and we we hooked it up. They're cool. I mean, when I won Chickamauga, they were all on their tour bus going somewhere. I can't remember where. I <clears throat> said so they all cried like a baby. The whole band, bus driver, everybody. So they watch every second. Don't get don't get it wrong. They're not just uh, musicians. They fish hardcore too. Or you know,
1: a lot of them do. That's really cool. That's, that's They came to the classic, right? You said they they were at the yeah. classic every day. They're from the no, that's the Natchez River that
2: flows right through there. That's between the Natchez and the Trinity. That's where they're from, you know, but further up, you know, a couple hours. So, you know, they, they fish and hunt and all that stuff. They're cool. Super cool dudes. And they, well, they-, they got a new album coming out. And uh the road manager <clears throat> actually came to the to the weigh in on day one, I think Chris was there. Maybe day two. When they crawfish with him and he might have let me listen to that much of one song, maybe.
1: I bet it's pretty badass. Pretty
2: good album coming. All right. I don't want to get in trouble.
1: All right. No, nothing, nothing coming. But we will do, I mean, at some point we got to do uh, this. in a, it, I mean, we don't have to get in their tour bus, but we'll just hang out in front of it somewhere. How's that sound?
2: Yeah, We can, we can pick the lock or something. I'm sure we can get into
1: it. Uh, one thing guaranteed, always get into a good time. Lee Livesey, thank you, brother.
2: Thanks, man. See
1: you soon. Friends, family, fishing freaks and humpers. I want to thank you for watching this week. I mean, we have drank beer. We went to the horse's mouth. We recapped an event. We broke down a bunch of situations. And I'm tired. I mean, that's all I got for you. You know, I am one man now. There's only so much I can do. But I need your help to do it. First of all, thank you all. The incredible support that this venture has gotten has blown me away um you guys are awesome you guys love the positivity you guys love the i mean just thank you thank you for watching this thank you for enjoying this and thank you for making a place in your life with this but i need your help to continue to make it grow you need to subscribe to our youtube channel dave mercer or facts efficient search it up you'll get it through there um the original plan was that the LDMC subs would be transferred. Does not look like that's going to happen. So we went right ahead and got it on every single streaming platform. We as in we as in my wife. So thanks, honey. Not just a trophy, tro- not too many beers. Not just a trophy wife, but a badass at getting this crappy little show up on all the streaming platforms. So search Mercer there, give it likes, give it reviews, give it stars, happiness, spirit fingers, whatever it takes, please help us support and blow this into something really, really cool. Because It's not going to be one thing. If you're expecting to tune in and be like, this is what you can expect on that show. I mean, some weeks we'll have five guests. Some weeks we'll have two guests and a big long review. Some weeks we'll have 10 guests. Some weeks we'll have no guests. The only thing I can guarantee you is week after week, we'll be here every single Wednesday, putting the hump back in your hump day. That's right. Mercer, every single Wednesday, putting the hump in your hump day. And I wanna thank you, thank you for, for watching this. And I mean, the best part about this is that, let's be honest, you can't even see it. I get to do it in my pajamas. Mercer, out. Thanks for watching.
0: Please like, comment, and subscribe because Bob Cobb of the Bassmasters told you to. You hear?